Here's a message from Ken Lavica. New series, same result. Third quarter, Warriors. The Heat are up one game to none. Stone Lepanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man. I am tired, but it's so worth it. I don't care if these fools tip off at 1 a.m. I know no matter the time, the Heat are going to come out of the locker room. And what are they going to do? They're going to take your ass. That's what they did to the Celtics last night. Stone the Banowitz. Stone the Banowitz, you know what to do. You know what to do. Because last night, it looked bad in the first half. It looked listless. It looked tense. It looked tight. And then in the third quarter... That's when the Heat come to play. Just like in the Philadelphia series, just like in the Hawks series, one game to none, Heat. Ah, Hold on, I need some coffee because I am legitimately exhausted. I can feel the bags under my eyes. Hold on, hold on. Let me put in the IV. Those bags are there every single day. I know, but they fe- I can feel them. They're so heavy right now. Hold on, hold on. Ah, God, yeah. Ah, feels so good. Woo! One game to none, Heat. Ah, ah, we didn't have Al Horford. Ah, Marcus Smart's foot. Ah. Deal with it. You know who didn't show up after halftime? Your golden boy, Jason Tatum. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Stephen A. Smith at halftime said... Jason Tatum has shown he's that dude. Well, that dude doesn't disappear in the second half. If you're that dude, you show up in the second half. Guess who that dude was last night, Stephen A. Smith? Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy damned Buckets. Ken LeVick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. We are coming to you from the Ann and John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the sunny Bud Really, really humid and disgusting intracoastal. Wednesday means she's back. We missed her last week, but here she is in the flesh. She's Jeanette Javier. She is the Dominican queen, and she is back in her regular Wednesday spot. Yeah, Jeanette, did 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 the uh, did that properly sum up last night in your opinion? It was great with oh. the coffee sipping and everything. Oh, That's my. the exact way to sum it all up. God, am I tired? I we so so. Not only do the Heat start at 8.45, but then uh, I've been watching the Panthers at 7, and my girls are just maniacs last night. They don't want to go to sleep, and they are taking advantage, by the way, of the fact that it's playoff time because uh, uh, Papa and Mama are caught up in the playoffs, right? So we, we sort of, we're not neglecting our parenting duties, but they're old enough, 5 and 4, they do their own stuff. And that stuff means they're watching cartoons, whatever, and they're taking advantage of the fact, though, that we are our attention is is on the playoffs. So bedtime's being extended more and more and more. And I don't want to just walk away from one of these games to put them to bed. And they know this. They know this. It's eight fifty. A four year old up at ten to nine last night, and I hear something in the kitchen. I walk out. And she's got a whole bag of graham crackers she's walking back to her room with. Let's go. What a mood. To go watch cartoons. That's how you do it. And then she looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me. And she she side-eyed me. And then just walked straight into her room. She knew exactly what she was doing. But I think the, the, the issue was on you. Because my parents, when they, my dad, we would watch basketball together. But mm-hmm. when I was too young, mm-hmm. he would make me go to sleep earlier. He yeah. would make me go to sleep by like five or six o'clock. Oh. So he, oh, and I had no idea what was going on at the like, time. The kids are so still he, playing in the street and Jeanette's like, I've got to go to bed. For sure. <laughs> that is hilarious. Last night was sick. And the Heat looked like a team that had been off for a couple of days, looked like a team that was a little tight, a little nervous in the first half. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did. 
I need to give specific credit, though, to Tyler Hero. Because I don't know, if Tyler Hero doesn't have the second quarter that he did, I'm not sure the Heat are actually in the position to be down eight at halftime. It's a good call. The Heat get down by by 14 in the first half, Mm -hmm. in the second quarter. And it was Tyler Hero who was going bucket for bucket with Grant Williams, going bucket for bucket with Jason Tatum, going bucket for bucket with Peyton Pritchard. And by the way, Peyton Pritchard after the game, after the game last night, post-game press conference, he goes, well, we, we, we hurt ourselves and we won, we won every quarter except the third. You know what that is? <laughs> That's loser talk. You yep. know what that is? That's the type of thing Ken Levicka says when Florida Atlantic goes to Ohio State to start the 2019 season and FAU outscores Ohio State 14-10 to in the fourth quarter. That, when FAU gets paid a million dollars to go play at Ohio State and wins the fourth quarter, me, that's what I say. You know what? It's fine at the college football level because you take a moral victory at the college football level. When you're in the Eastern Conference Finals and you're Peyton Pritchard and you're talking about, oh, we, we, we won three of the four quarters, you know what that is? That's loser talk. That's loser talk. That's down one game to none loser talk. Where were you in the in the the, the second? Oh, you were getting you were getting outscored by twenty one in the in the third quarter. That's I, where you were. I love what you said about Tyler, and I do have the audio of him post game about keeping you know Miami's head afloat in that first half, and I loved what he said. Yeah, and we'll 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 uh, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear Tyler Hero. Let's keep Tyler Hero played a specific purpose, and Jeanette, we have been, and this is even going back to the Atlanta series. Not even you didn't even have to be here last week for us to have this conversation. We've been waiting for the Tyler. Hero game. Mm-hmm. Like when is mm-hmm. he going to be mm-hmm. the breakout Tyler Hero that the we know? sixth man that he was awarded? Right, and and that hasn't happened. And I don't know if it necessarily happened last night, but I do know like Tyler Hero played a very important role in what took place last night. Because again, if not for him in the second quarter, the Heat are in some deep, deep trouble. The fact they got to the locker room, and I tweeted it at KLV one hundred six three. They got to the locker room down only eight was sort of a minor upset the way that they were playing. But here's Tyler Hero about keeping the heat afloat in the second quarter. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to come in and give a, you know, provide a spark, you know, whether it's scoring, you know, making plays for, for my teammates, whatever it is, just coming in and, you know, not having any drop-off, you know, from the starting five to the to the second unit that comes in. So I just wanted to be aggressive and get everyone. And he was. All, and he was. And, and can, can we talk about the terrible outfit choice by him him post game. Well, I didn't um, see it. It's, it's really? a purple button down with no sleeves. Is that properly describe it or is it like a crimson color? I don't know if you can describe it. Jeanette, you need to see it, but I wanted to bring that up, you know, he said that an awesome quote, but what he was wearing was just <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the fit wasn't great. And then Bam Adebayo made fun of him rolling up his <laughs> sleeves uh, at the uh, the podium last night. But this is this is where I thought that the heat ended up getting into cruise control. Last night, this was the the catalyst. This was the trigger to the win last night. And there are a lot of options here to choose from last night. But just over six minutes left, and this is where the Celtic soul was taken. This is where the game was won. This maybe wasn't where the run started, where the proficiency started for the Heat, but this is where the game was won. Jimmy Butler, who once again showed that he is he is not just a guy. He is not just a star. He is a a, a, a super star. He is a a, a Luca. He is a, a Jason Tatum, and I don't even think that's being fair to Jimmy, to be honest, because Jimmy doesn't disappear in the second half. Jason Tatum, he has nothing but a career to show for disappearing in the second half, and he did it again last night. Hello, Jason. Where I, I'm checking under the desk right now. My bag? Nope, no, Jason Check Tatum. under your paper real Hello, quick. Uh, Maybe Jason, he's there. Jason, is that you? No, coffee? Nope, nope, nope. Jason Tatum's okay. not there. He's, he's still missing. Still missing. But, but this was the sequence. Just over six minutes left where Jimmy Butler completely took over the game. Here's the call from ABC. And Derek White back in. And Butler with another steal. Drives inside, stops, turns, layup, got it. One steal, one bucket. To me, the pick and roll is switching PJ Tucker on Bam with another strip. Two steals, two buckets. 
That back-to-back steal, back-to-back transition basket sequence there for Jimmy Butler and the crowd is absolutely ape bleep, that's the game right there. That put, that, that put the heat up 14, that's the game. Yeah, it ultimately led to a 22-2 run 22-2 in the third. 22-2 run the Heat had in the third against the most efficient offense in the NBA. The best offense in the NBA since January. And what did the Heat do? 22-2. Oh, but Horford. Oh, but Smart. They're not stopping that avalanche. Last time I checked, Al Horford isn't the catalyst of a transition run for the Celtics. Last time I checked, Marcus Smart is not helping to pull that bogged-down offense out of the mud. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the excuses. Nope. The Heat were the one seed for a reason. They earned it. The Heat were a one seed for a reason. They got the A seed. They earned it. The Heat took care of business in the first round. The Sixers didn't. Why did this? What happened when the Sixers didn't take care of business? Joel Embiid got his face broken, right? Okay, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what that happened. happened in game Oop. six. Should have happened in four. They were up three games to none. It got pushed to six. Joel Embiid got his face broken. Uh, the Celtics, they went to seven with the Bucks. The Heat took care of their business against the Sixers, went on the road, got their win in game six. What happens in game seven? Marcus Smart, hurt foot, ouchie, can't play game one. That ain't the Heat fault. It's not, and I'm tired of the damned excuses all the time that are made to try and diminish this Heat team. The Heat in the third quarter last night took that ass. They took it. The third quarter margin that that Miami's just slowly stacking higher and higher and higher is kind of crazy because that's that's not how it would typically go. I remember after the Philly series, the winning margin, or they had been outscoring opponents by like 35 points. Mm-hmm. It's only getting higher. Last mm-hmm. night was 39 to 14 in the third. Like they're outscoring people in, the, in like 20 points now in third quarters. Excuse me, Jason. Jason, are you our Jason? <laughs> Jason? Nope, still don't see him. Still don't see him. Guess who did show up in the second half? Max Struess. Max Struess outplayed Jason Tatum in the second half last night. There's your superstar, Celtics fans. There's your superstar. There he is, right there for you to see. Oh, not see right now because he's missing. He's missing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And Hopefully we find him some point today. And Ken, to the excuses point, every team battles injuries in these NBA playoffs. I, so I, like, I'm why do we keep doing this? Every team go down the line has guys not playing. Who um, who going into the playoffs was the Heat starting point guard? Kyle Lowry. Oh, that's right. Um, we oh, yeah, hurt. We haven't seen him. Yeah. That's right. And here's what I heard last night on social media. Oh, he's been out so much during this postseason. He doesn't count. He sure as bleep does. He sure as bleep does, <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a ring. He's been here. He played with them the regular season. He started game one of the playoffs, and he got hurt. He absolutely counts in this discussion. Oh, but Horford. Oh, but Marcus Smart. Kyle Lowry, the starting point guard, has been out. Gabe Vincent whipped you last night. <laughs> it's not just Max Drew showing up for the second half. Gabe Vincent did, too. Gabe Vincent got off to a poor start. And he was more visible than the disappearing Jason Tatum. I mean, come on, people. Come on. What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? I think the Jimmy back-to-back steals and buckets in the third quarter, that was the dub right there. That was the win for the Heat. What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, tweeted us at KLV1063. What was the catalyst? What was the trigger? What's the better word here, trigger or catalyst, Jeanette? What do you think? Catalyst. Okay, what was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's get to the phones, shall we? Let's start in the Treasure Coast. Port St. Lucie, that's where Don is. Hi, Don. Hey, Ken. Hey, I, first of all, I want to say congratulations on the game. I'm originally from Boston. I've been down there six years. The Heat played awesome in the second half in that 20-2 run. They just played better defense. They yeah. they rebounded better. Kyler Hero, Butler, they just played better. No, when Marcus Smart had made a difference, he yeah, but helped. you got to play better. 
Yeah, he would he would yeah. have helped. And and listen, here's the thing, Don. Like, do I think that the Heat are gonna regularly be going on twenty-two to two runs? Absolutely not. What the Celtics need, though, is a Jason Tatum who doesn't get bo- bottled up and, and brought into the torture chamber in the third and fourth quarter. You need Bucks late in the series, Jason Tatum, and not two years ago, bubble Eastern Conference Finals, Jason Tatum. Right, because when 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 he kind of like did the same thing in the Philadelphia series. The first Philadelphia ser- the game, Boston didn't look good, and then they came back second. So I think their coach n- knows how to make uh, oh, yeah. adjustments. But Eric Schwartz, the Heat coach, he can make adjustments. I think it's going to go to Game Seven, and it, I think all the other games are going to be close. But like I said, congratulations on the Heat win. Like Butler played his game, Tyler Hero, and then. Um, I'm losing track of that guy that went out injured. He come back. Oh, you PJ could see Tucker? he was hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PJ Tucker's yeah, ankle. He, he was just hobbling down the floor every time down. Right, and and that had to inspire the other he plays. It's like he's giving his all, and yeah, when he had to walk back down, it was like limping or whatever. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the next game, and I think it's going to go seven and. Best team's going to win. They, they they always do. Don, appreciate you. We'll check back in as the series continues on. Um, uh, so I, I think what Don's saying, and I think this is a viable uh, a viable option here if you're talking about the catalyst, and I don't know if you believe in those sorts of things that aren't tangible, but P.J. Tucker leaving with what looked like a really bad ankle sprain. When you saw it initially, I mean, that thing bent. You know, that, mm-hmm. that thing was ugh, mm-hmm. gross. And then he comes out, and he's he's hobbling up and down the floor, but still switching on defense, still protecting the rim, still popping out to guard the perimeter. Like, there is something there, right, where you see that guy doing that, working his backside off, knowing that he's limping all over the place. That that means something for sure. And when he got injured, and they and the camera got uh, zoomed in on him going to the locker room he looked angry his reaction he was yeah he was angry yeah. about it that this injury is stopping him from playing in this crucial game so the fact that he came back and played like it didn't even exist was not shocking yeah you mentioned ken if you believe in that stuff that's mm-hmm. not tangible yeah and you- i i just like i don't know because i never played at that level so i think it, like for you for you, yeah. you see one of your dudes running back out onto the football field at Southern Illinois. Like, what does that do? Dude, so much. Like, if you don't believe in that, you're like a borderline, like, dumbass. Like, that stuff is so <laughs> raw. Borderline dumbass. Call it, it as it is. Put it, like, into perspective, like, from a, a money standpoint, Max Struess is out there playing for one and a half million dollars. Gabe Vincent's playing for a million dollars. When a guy out there who's got a ring, who's already got his bag, doesn't need to be on the court, is out there limping, you're like, damn. You know, I sort of like the way you frame that. P.J. Tucker, he doesn't have to prove anything. anything. He could have easily just sort of this year, like, hey, I won my ring. I'm good. He could have stayed in Milwaukee. I'm good. Let's just run it back. And instead, he wanted a new challenge. And he wanted to come into maybe the most challenging practice gym in the NBA. Oh, yeah. And do it. Where you better be ready every single day because you're going to get beat up. And he wanted that mm-hmm. after celebrating a championship in the offseason. So that guy who easily could have just said, hey, man, life is good. I got that ring. I'm blinged up. That dude's coming back on one leg and playing like he did. It's not like Kyle Lowry, who, and I'm not, I'm not ripping Kyle Lowry. He came back, and he couldn't do anything on that hamstring. I felt badly for him. He was angry. Speaking of the reactions, Jeanette, in Philadelphia, Kyle Lowry was angry because mm-hmm. he couldn't cut. He couldn't do anything. And, and P.J. Tucker is still able to maintain enough balance to get the job done. Like, I love that. And it even goes to Jimmy Butler, the blocked three he had on Tatum in the corner. And there's P.J. Tucker coming up behind Jimmy, push him in the chest, getting in his face. That's the stuff I love. <laughs> I mean, give me that stuff. Give me that stuff. It's what you need, and, it, and it's what every single player on that roster, coaches included, provide. Like, there's never a lapse in energy or effort with the squad. and It's kind of scary. God, have I drank a lot of caffeine and coffee this morning. <laughs> Jesus H, man. All right. Uh, so what was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I really thought... 
that the game was won in the Jimmy Butler back-to-back steals, back-to-back buckets. I really think that's where the Celtics back was broken last night. And Jeanette, you you watched the game mm-hmm. last night. Where did you think that things really turned where, where uh, all of a sudden the Heat looked like the superior team? Because it was really, truly a tale of two halves. It was <laughs> first half, and then second half, it was all Heat. So I was actually going to go with Tyler Hero and hearing his post press conference, I like how he used the word spark because mm-hmm. that's how I felt he added to the Miami Heat. They needed the energy. They needed to add some oomph to whatever they were doing. And Tyler Hero came on the court and he delivered and he proved why he was the sixth man. Uh, I think that that's well said. Tyler Hero. And what about you, Stone? Just through the flow of the second quarter. And, and so Jeanette wants to go back to the second quarter, truly, where, where Tyler Hero kept the heat afloat. He finally sort of got them into a flow. He gave them the momentum. Yeah, and and he finally started to crack that Celtics defense. Which yeah, I'll I'll I mean, can we praise the Celtics defense in the first half? That was suffocating. Mm-hmm. I mean, basic handoffs were difficult <laughs> for the Heat in the first half. But this is what happens when you have a Celtics team where Jason Tatum has had to play seventy five minutes every single game in this postseason, right? They went to a game seven. The Heat, meanwhile, their starters averaged the least number of minutes per game of any team in the postseason. That means something at some point. The Heat have the least, after a regular season of illness and injury and nonstop rotation of the roster and Omar Yurtsevin, all of a sudden, they are the freshest team in the postseason because the depth is there, which we have been hammering or trying to hammer into your heads over and over and over again for three damned months. For me, and it's a pretty technical answer, but in the midst of that run coming out of the third quarter, I think at the time it was a 16-2 run when mm-hmm. Boston called a timeout, and here's where I knew it was over. Coming out of that timeout, they scored six straight. And it's like, if you're Boston, and if you're the coach and those players, like that timeout was needed for you to go stalemate that run like cut it off and go make a run of your own but then to come out of the timeout and they and, turned it over right right out of the timeout, yeah, and they turned it over and then 6-0 avalanche yeah. points it's like oh you know and, and it, obviously in that timeout peppas is playing i yeah. mean that that place is rowdy but yeah you call a timeout to stop the run that miami's on and then you come out of the timeout and it's getting worse so that as a player is just demoralizing there's nothing you can do by the way can we um can and we'll talk about bam in a second but um can we not or at least rename a flagrant foul. Like it, the definition of flagrant is something purposeful and and offensive. Uh, Bam Adebayo trying to box somebody out off of a bad pass to the rim because he thought it was a shot. That's not flagrant. Okay, no. can we not like that? No. Honestly, that nonsense. The the Bam Adebayo flagrant foul, and then on the other end, Oladipo hits a three, and uh, uh, Grant Williams commits a foul in front of him, and they rule that the foul happened before the shot. That didn't. His his heels were in the air. Oladipo's in the shooting motion. That should have been a four, uh, a five point play opportunity there. And it was that officiating that completely muddied up the fourth quarter and had the Celtics at least with a pulse near the end. That was for the Heat to weather that. I'm glad they did. But man, could we put the damned whistles away on stuff like that? Get a clue. I hear you now, Tony brothers. Now I would ask: Are you looking for like an over aggressive like foul instead of a flagrant? Like if somebody's being too aggressive or like too Can you, give him a person- you should give him a personal. That, fine, that's a personal. But what I'm saying is he's clearly trying to box out. Right. Everybody in their right mind knows he's trying to box out. And of course it's on purpose because he's trying to do that. So I see what you're saying. But it, it was, I mean, how is Bam? It's not like Bam came and clubbed him in the head. He's just <laughs> trying big. to box him out. He's just too big, too strong. And it was a trash pass, which is why he thought that a shot was taken. That's all I'm saying. David's been waiting patiently. David's in Jupiter. David's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, David. Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, I think if you give a a good coach a team that doesn't play defense, it's very hard to win championships. Mm-hmm. If you give a good coach a team that's not very deep, it's pretty hard to make it through the playoffs. But if you give a good coach an extremely deep team, that also plays defense and uh, on many occasions can be offensively explosive, can shoot threes. Mm -hmm. The guy that you bring off the bench can shoot. 
he can also drive. Oladipo can shoot a three. He can drive to yep. the basket. Yep. All of those guys can shoot the three or they can drive to the basket. And it's one of the few – I was getting frustrated with the NBA because of the laziness, the jacking up of threes, the kind of the lack of effort during the regular season. The Heat are always diving on oh, the ground, yeah. switching, playing defense. They're, they're never lazy. They're always putting in that effort because that's what they, uh, that's what's required of them by the fans, by the coach, by the administration. Like, no one is going to tolerate a lazy Miami Heat team. Nope. It's not a part of their culture. Nope. And, and I think that they have an excellent chance of winning because we can complain about a couple of stars being down, but that's because the Celtics aren't deep. We, we have, right. we're down a starter and, and one of the players, you know, was limping around because he just sprained the crap out of his foot. Yep. But they still won the game, and and I think they have a good chance of going all the way because of that. This is why roster construction matters. This Mm -hmm. is why player development matters as well. And, David, appreciate the call. This is why when you get into a postseason and Max Struess is giving you winning minutes. By the way, Max Struess, his first minus in the box score all playoffs long last night, even though he had a good second half. Um, but Max Struess is giving you minutes. Gabe Vincent is your starting point guard and hitting big threes. That three he hit with the shot clock expiring in the third quarter, that was massive and part of that 22-2 run, right? And then when you've got Caleb Martin giving you significant minutes, he hit a big three to keep the, key, uh, keep the heat afloat in the second quarter. I'm sorry I keep driving that term into the ground, keeping afloat, but that's legitimately what it was. But when those guys are able to give you those contributions, that's a credit to Eric Spolstra. That's a credit to Chris Quinn. That's a credit to the man up at the top, Pat Riley. That's player development. That's roster construction. And that matters. It matters in the postseason. It may not make it sexy enough for Stephen A. Smith to talk about him, on first take from the month of October through now in the Eastern Conference Finals, but it's the reason they're in the Eastern Conference Finals and up one game to none. I feel like everybody's poo-pooed them in general. That's why they've never had the former respect throughout the regular season, the Miami Heat, because of their depth. Nobody's understood what Pat Riley does. Right. The and depth no- is why. Yeah, nobody's understood Pat Riley's strategy, his brilliance in forming a team and honestly creating the success that we see now on the court. Which is weird because that's been the M.O. Uh, For sure, but it's never been, I I feel like, it's never earned the respect it deserves. And I think what has happened, though, Stone, is in in the regular season, the Heat were winning by grinding it out with Dwayne Dedman, with Gabe Vincent, with Caleb Martin, with Omar Yurtsevin, those guys because there were so many injuries. P.J. Tucker, injured. Jimmy Butler, injured. Kyle Lowry, injured. Bam, injured. All those guys were injured, and the Heat kept finding ways to win games. So there is this this suspicion surrounding them that, uh, I, they're, they're just a flash in the pan. They're like the 2010-2011 uh, the Bulls. They just, you know, they, they work hard, but they're going to be run down come the postseason. But this is different because none of these guys came even close to playing a full season. So the Heat are fresh right now. The Heat have the legs, and because of all... It's sort of like the Dallas Mavericks theory. Like Luka going down was great for them, because Jalen Brunson realized, oh, I'm kind of that dude. And Spencer Dinwiddie said, I knew I was that dude in Brooklyn, and now I'm that dude here. Like, I'm good. So now these guys all say, I belong. Max Struess, I belong. I start. Like That... that that all of that matters. The journey matters. Yeah, a few things. One you just pointed out, Max Struess and guys realizing that that it's different now in the playoffs. I credit that to Jimmy Butler. He's flipped a switch. Like like he's even said himself, I've turned it up a notch from the regular season to the playoffs. And your role players seeing that, it's like I got to turn it up too. I I feel like in general, Jimmy Butler in postseason is an absolute That's different thing, yeah. thing oh, different than animal. the regular season. Oh, That's yeah. been his career MO. Has exactly. Been, you know, he's fine in the regular season. Now, he's obviously a much more established scorer now than he was in the early portion of his career in Chicago. But in the postseason, that's where he's always he's a different the beast. Yeah. yeah, and Jeanette, to your other point about Pat Riley and having nobody really understanding what he does, that really helped simplify it for me because we're always trying to figure out why right? Mm-hmm. we don't get the headlines, why nobody's talking. 
because casuals don't understand depth, nor do they care. Nobody cares about a Gabe Vincent in the regular season. want to see James Harden jacking threes. Right, and, and shows like First Take and guys like Stephen A., like they want something to talk about. And, of course, Gabe Vincent or, or Caleb Martin's not going to do it for you, but we're, that's for the casuals. Like They want to see James Harden. They want to see Giannis. They want to see the superstars. But you can't really understand what Pat Riley's doing with the puppet strings, unless you're a Heat fan. But, I mean, now it's just coming... It's right in front of your face right now. I love it. I love it. I had someone tell me last night, or or ask me last night, why do you guys on the show always complain about what people say about the Heat? Why can't you just enjoy it? I think there's an innate innate desire as a fan to have proper credit shown to your team. Or, (laughs) if you're going to talk about a team, actually give an accurate analysis of that team. It doesn't have to be perfect but at least something that's in the realm of reality. And I think a lot of the analysis about the Heat is not in the realm of reality, and it becomes unfair, and that's where the frustration comes. Yeah, they're just taking the back door, right, and going yeah. with, is Jimmy Butler a superstar? Right. When there are like, plenty we're past of, that. We're past we're that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, where have you been all season? It's the same team right. that you've seen on the court all season. It's the same roster. Now you're deciding to see it because it's the, EC, the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, right. If you're Sit not, down. But Totally. But this has been a three-year process because it's gone back to the bubble fraud thing. Yep, It's like the seeds were planted to diminish this Heat team right after that. And so now it's easy. Oh, bubble fraud, bubble fraud. Well, Jimmy Butler, oh, they're limited. But but, but this is all here now for everybody to see in a regular season, in a normal season um, by by our standards. So I I don't understand the continued doubt. And that's why when we come back, we're going to play the newest segment on this show called Clown. Or fair. I put a lot, a lot, a lot of oh, effort. That's terrible. A lot of effort into naming that segment because I came up with it at 11.42 Eastern time. Ken Levick Alive <laughs> is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22, 22 years of doing it. They are guiding the sports executives of tomorrow into the sports industry. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, title partner of Ken Levick Alive, and we are glad for it. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That is where you go. That is where you sign up for fall semester classes. You can take them on campus in beautiful Boca Raton or online. Why not? This is your chance to get into the sports industry. You have a dream to work in sports, bam, every day I put it right out there for you. FAU.edu slash MBA sport, FAU.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. What was the catalyst? I said trigger initially, but Jeanette, she said catalyst. Better word. We're going with Jeanette's. What was the catalyst for the heat win last night? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, tweeted us at KLV1063, we'll take your social media comments as well, what was the catalyst for the Heat win last night, 888-760-3776, she's Jeanette Javier, she's in in her Wednesday, I'm Ken Levick, I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm not saying this is the case, but I think it's worth broaching that Al Horford might be approaching an Aaron Rodgers type of situation. I'll explain in a second based off of something I just saw. I'll explain in a second. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Wednesday, Jeanette Javier's in. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, full Wednesday crew. So, Al Horford out due to COVID health and safety protocols yesterday. Okay? This came down around, oh, I don't know, like 545 or something like that, right? In that ballpark? Yeah. So... This is an excerpt from the Yahoo story on Al Horford and the Celtics. The league no longer requires mandatory testing of fully vaccinated players. Horford has said he's vaccinated. Udoka, head coach, Emmy Udoka of the Celtics, said Horford is feeling fine, but a player can request to be tested if they're feeling ill or have another reason to know. Players have been hesitant to seek out a test out of fear 
that a positive test result could remove them from crucial playoff games. So something doesn't add up here. Because remember, if if you are an unvaccinated player and you test positive, you're out 10 days. Yeah. So, but but I'm, I'm confused here because Horford has said he's vaccinated. Horford is feeling fine. Why would Horford request a test? Which leads me to believe that maybe Al Horford has lied about being vaccinated. Why would he just outright request a test if he's feeling fine? I don't I don't understand. You, Why would he do that? You've never been like you've never tested out of curiosity, like, oops, I have a cold. Not in the biggest moment yeah. potentially of your career. I gotta but be, I hear you. I gotta be honest, if I've got the sniffles, chances are and I, I'm in the playoffs. Chances are, this, if I had a fever, if I had a sore throat, something like that, like I would, I would definitely take a test. Absolutely. But if my nose was running, probably not. And so, if Al Horford's feeling fine, and I know that that's a subjective definition of what fine is, mm-hmm. but if Al Horford truly is feeling fine, why would he have taken a test? So this tells me that Horford's a, this is bigger than basketball guy. Like he's just totally neglecting the basketball playoffs, okay. you know, where's that in life. And, he, and, and COVID and his family and his health are more well, important than basketball. Maybe maybe someone in his family contracted COVID. Totally. Maybe. Exactly. It, and, and he tested positive, perhaps. Maybe, and, and we don't know if he tested positive, but I think it's a safe assumption if he missed last night. Uh, it's either that or he was in close contact for some with somebody. So there's an option. There's the option I hope it is. Okay? There's the option I hope it is for, for his sake and the he Celtics' could, It could sake. be being responsible. It could, it could be, be being responsible. completely opposite of what Absolutely. you're trying to say. I, I, Absolutely. I, I, that, is, that is 100%. And I have no reason to think that Al Horford, uh, now that we know what we know about Aaron Rodgers and a little bit kind of skeezy and slimy and sneaky. Telenovela superstar. Yeah, yeah. I'm immunized. Like I don't I don't want it to be that. <laughs> I don't want it to be that. And I don't think it's that. But I mean, we can't rule it out. Because it's weird. If Al Horford is feeling fine, and Al Horford's in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he's the most responsible player in the NBA, okay, great. Th- then I'll I'll give him credit. Al, you are a much better person than a lot of uh, a lot of people. Like you're doing this for the greater good, and I appreciate that. But we can't rule out that Al Horford, even though he said he's vaccinated, actually isn't vaccinated, is still open to mandatory testing, popped a positive, and that's why he's feeling fine, but he can't play. And if that's the case, he can't play for 10 days. Is that a good conspiracy theory? It is. It's a lot better than where I thought and, you were going to go. And don't tell me I'm being irresponsible because some of you people watch Tucker Carlson every night, okay? So don't tell me I'm being irresponsible with conspiracy theories, okay? And, and I damn sure wouldn't tell anybody I had a runny nose or anything in a moment like yeah. that. But I, yeah. I thought you were going the, the route of Al Horford is scared. He doesn't want any of the hate. Oh, no. He's ducking, which I'm glad you didn't. No, but yeah, no. I guess I, I, I'll settle with he's being responsible here, which I think is... It's insane. Al Horford's been there, done that. For sure. He's not scared of anything. There's no way that he's like, oh, I mean, he put it. He put it on Giannis's head. He ain't scared of nothing. I think you're just, of course, being negative Nancy. No. <laughs> Old man yelling at the clouds. Well, I mean, but here we go, a, Ken. It's, it's a viable question. Why the hell would you voluntarily get tested yeah, because, in the Eastern Conference Finals and, game one? And Stone, think about it. We went through a football season of Aaron Rodgers drama with a similar situation to sure. this. We went through Kyrie Irving. All NBA season. So yes, this is a conspiracy theory, but it's <laughs> also time. born out of real life circumstances that we've been surrounded by and suffocated with for the better part of the last year. What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? Eight eight eight. Seven six zero three seven seven six. Our man is Ernesto, and he's in Boynton, and he's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Ernesto. Hi, guys. Good morning. Well, I say good morning, but that, I, I, yeah, I, you guys, I, great game. Defense is what did it. I mean, Tucker, I know 31, 31 minutes, or oh, he scored like seven points or yeah. five, 
but he shut the other guy down. What, he scored seven points? Yeah. That's it. Listen, Butler has to do what he's doing. He's he, Listen, I, he, I'm, I don't believe I'm saying this as a Nick fan. Yes, you guys are not being talked about enough. I mean, let's mm-hmm. get serious. Your defense is being uh, – it's, it's, it's now clamped down defense. You guys, this is championship defense. This is what I wanted to see from somebody. Out of the last four teams, I wanted to see who's able to shut the other, pro, uh, the other best scorers down. I see it. It's going to be Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami, out of the four teams that are left, have the best defense. If they need to shut it down, they need to cut the head off the snake, the Heat has it. Guys, that was a good game. Congratulations. I, I, to be honest, I don't see no one stopping you. you I, I really see – I see it. I see it. I see it. I, I really see it. It I'm does seem like there is a path. There's definitely a path, uh, there, it feels like. There is a path, and I think it's going to go through Miami because as much as everyone is saying everything else about Luka and the Splash Brothers, I think I think Miami has to sit up on the table and say, hello, we're here, and we're going to show everybody. It takes defense, not just offense. It takes defense to win a championship. Good game, guys. Ernesto, let's uh, go. Let's go, Rangers. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was going to do. Yeah, that's right. Let's go, Rangers. <laughs> uh, Ernesto, appreciate you, Ernesto in Boyd. We had to get a, uh, a Ranger. By the way, um, we're not going to talk about what happened to the Panthers last night. That's not good. Skip it. On to game two, if I may say so myself. Stick with Florida Panthers and line. basketball. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I. The second period ends, and it's one-one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, that was disappointing to lose the lead. on, And they still can't convert on the power play. And fine, it's 1-1 going into the third. And then I check my phone uh, about five minutes into the heat game, and it's already 3-1. And uh, that was it. Why has every single Panthers game played out the same it's way the entire playoffs? that's what they do. Like, I tapped out in the second Almost having no hope with a one-one score. And, I know, and they can score in the regular season. They can score, but any time they want. But these and are I the knew. defending champs, and Vasilevsky is ridiculous. <laughs> He's ridiculous. And He's ridiculous. So now the path is um, what? Uh, how do you say uh, difficult? Difficult for uh, the the Panthers. But again, we're not talking about it. Negative. We're not talking about Stick it. Stick with basketball. On the game two. Basketball. On the game two with the Panthers and the Lightning. I'm going to focus on the Heat. What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? Was it PJ? Getting his defensive assignments absolutely perfect despite the hobbled ankle. Just the mere sight of him coming out of the locker room with that ankle doing what he was able to do. Was it the Jimmy Butler sequence, like I think, with the two steals, two buckets, just over six minutes left to go in the third? Was it the entirety of the 22-2 run? Was it Tyler Hero keeping the Heat alive in the second quarter, helping to get them within eight before halftime after being down double digits. What was the catalyst for the Heat win last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. In West Palm, it's Ronald. Ronald's on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Ron. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, check this out. Wait this quick because I'm out here delivering uh, packages. And First of all, the national media sucks because they made me wait an hour and a half earlier just to not get on the radio to tell them, uh-oh. Why the Heat were good? What show they was suck. that? What show was that? So we can complain. Was that Canty and uh, uh, and Carlin? Yeah, that was Canty and oh. Carlin. Old. They've been brutal this morning, Ronald. They've don't been worry, brutal. Ronald. For you, don't worry. I think we got something waiting for them uh, later on in the show. Even better. So let me make this quick, real quick. All right. First of all, what made the Heat come out, and what was their catalyst, was the fact that they went and got their real estate license and ended up owning 12 blocks on the Boston Road Damn Championship. Right. We are <laughs> We're the best, all right? We're the best, all right? So on top of that, we also want to go ahead and point out that it's not my fault that we're doing everything right. right. You always want to talk about how, oh, the Celtics had this down. The freaking the Sixers had that down. But like you mentioned earlier, we played all season with most of our stars down, but we still made number yep. one. If they wanted the easy road, they should have went and got number one like we did. And then then, then maybe they would have had the exactly. same road we did. Exactly. But other than that, it's not my fault we're doing everything right. Right. There's always an excuse for the Heat opponent. Always an excuse. And, and, and appreciate the call. Can't live life like that, let alone uh, be a sports team that's winning and, and have excuses made for why you're succeeding. Sorry. 
It does not work like that. Ronald, I hope you deliver everything safely today, and uh, and, and thank you for uh, providing the service that we absolutely need here uh, in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And we will deliver on clowning Chris and uh, Carlin. Oh, wow, that? Well, look at that. That is a radio tease. You feel me? Stone Lebanowitz, learning on the fly. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Uh-oh, Jeanette has an office gripe. What happened out there, Jeanette? I was, you know, I'm... I want some coffee. Stayed up late watching the heat game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. we got to load up, man. Exactly. And I went out. You know, we don't have a lot of time in between breaks. We got two, three, four minutes if we're lucky. And I was like rushing out there, putting my coffee in the Keurig, setting everything up. And that annoying blue button was <laughs> up there. What does that and mean? And the light. Add water. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you are uh-huh. that human that decides to make coffee... The water is low, and you walk away. One, you are disgusting, and you, you should face consequences. Absolutely, <laughs> fill up the Keurig water if when you are done with it. If it is low, it is your job. It is your duty. You do not know the circumstances the person behind you is going to come up to the Keurig and deal with. I think do your job. All of those are fair. What I'm curious, uh, what would the consequences be, Stone? I, I honestly think we need to have a surveillance uh, camera around and plaster their face you, r- around the office. You do not get to use the coffee so machine. Wait, yeah, or you get banned for a week. Uh, oh, oh, or a, you a bring coffee, coffee ban. Or you bring coffee for everybody else the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I kind of like this. So so it'll turn into like vigilante justice around yeah. here. We're going to have people snitching on one another. I actually sort of <laughs> love this idea. Is marketing director Courtney here? She yes, is. she is. All right, we may have to bring her in later because this is a great idea. Now, here's the issue. And I'm curious because every office goes through something like this. Now, we have a Keurig machine. I don't know what percentage of offices in 2022 have a Keurig machine as opposed to a regular coffee machine where you use, like, the pot. I've had multiple office jobs. Yeah. And it's always been... Keurig? Keurig. Okay. Nobody yeah. has an uh, office yeah, what are you, pot. What kind of question? It's 2022. We're okay. not in the we're not, 80s anymore. anything anymore. I know, I know. So, I guess for those... <laughs> this guy. This old man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> 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 so, uh, I, 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 and it's funny too that you mentioned that because, like, you can tell that I grew up uh, really white because I made actual American coffee with a coffee pot. The Folgers. Right? Yeah. So now, I've, since I moved to yeah, South, was, yeah, it was Folgers. Folgers in You're your right. cup. Folgers in your cup. Right, exactly. And he's pouring like, yeah. in his cup on the pot in the commercial. Hey, yeah. so yeah. pass me your cup. I got yeah. some coffee for like, you. <laughs> Here, mother, here, father, here's your Folgers coffee. And I smile, and, and the, the, my tooth sparkles like ding. As the steam slowly yeah, rises exactly. up from the coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your breakfast. So, so, um, but since I've gotten down to South Florida, like it's all cafecito. Yeah. So I just, I, we have a, 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 an espresso maker, mm-hmm. and I make Cuban coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. I don't drink American coffee unless I'm here, and this is my show, Pick Me Up, because um, I'm already super hopped up on, on uh, cafe con leche, and that's the only time I drink American coffee. Um, but with the Keurig machine, I'll admit, I don't even wait around to check the water level after I'm done making a cup of coffee. You're part of the problem. But I'm curious, though, if you're using a Keurig, if you're using a Keurig, do you wait around to see the water level after you make it? Do you refill the water in the Keurig machine after you're done making coffee? Because what Jeanette is proposing here is something that I don't think that anybody does. I don't think anybody does that. And the buck then gets passed down to the person who wants to make the coffee to put the water in in the container for the Keurig. For you Keurig users, you Keurig coffee users, especially in an office setting, do you you have a duty to refill the water if it gets low after you make coffee? Do you have a duty to refill the water in a Keurig machine if it gets low 
following your coffee being made. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, what consequence should be faced here in the office for those that don't refill the water in the Keurig? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because I'm legitimately fascinated by this because I never refill the water after I'm done. Then you're blind because that light but, is blue and it's bright and it's annoying okay. and it's the first thing but, you see when you're walking up to the cure I machine. Also, I also feel like that's just part of the office responsibility. You want coffee in the curing and it's low. You're, I think it's the person's responsibility who is making their cup of coffee to check on the water level, not the person who made the coffee previously. Jeanette, we, you came into this conversation thinking you know it was going to be a team effort when he is the problem. He is the problem. He he is the root of all of this. Because when you're walking up to the Keurig and you're going to make coffee, you get a glance at the water. Not only that, but you're causing issue for your co-host and your producer, two people who need to make their coffee super fast Hold on. to run your show. I'm bothered by Stone right now because there is not a chance on God's green earth that this dude makes a cup of coffee and then he puts the water in after if it got low you after know what? his coffee. How, can you, how can you say that? I'm going to defend you, Stone, because there's been multiple times where I'm next in line to make coffee and Stone will put will get rid of his old Keurig cup and then put my Keurig oh, yeah. cup into the coffee machine and get my coffee rolling. So I absolutely believe that Stone does put the water into the Keurig machine. How about it? How about Come it? Come at us, Ken. I dare you. Who's responsible? Whose responsibility is it to make sure the water level is right in the Keurig machine? The person who's making the coffee or the person who last made their coffee? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. In addition to that, what should the punishment be for the person in the ESPN West Palm offices who leaves the water level low in the Keurig machine? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweet us at KLV1063. You people get me sidetracked more than anybody in life. So, But well, you people, again, you're weird. You're, you're, you're the minority on this. I Not would, because you're Dominican, but you're the minority on the coffee I was thing. just going to say, I'm used to being a minority. <laughs> Why are you calling me a Latina, minority? As a Latina, I'm a yeah. double minority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a, a Latina and, and uh, someone who fills up the water level after she makes her coffee, yes. And um, for my next coffee order... I would like a cafecito, please. Oh, you're already predicting that I'm going to be the one. Uh, yeah, no, you are the one because you are the <laughs> culprit. You are the issue. Yeah, I'm going to camp out later today <laughs> and just snipe him walking away camp? from the Keurig with a low water level. I'm Joke's gonna- on you. I'm not drinking any more coffee today, Stone. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho care for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho care when we return clown or fair what is the game entail because the name sucks i'll explain when we come back she's Jeanette javier i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 1063